This episode of 11 Point Collar is brought to you by Not Ryan Dozier and Weirdos Like You. It's 11 Point Collar, hosted by JD Frog Scout Hansel. Hiya, hiya, hiya. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Welcome to another episode of 11 Point Collar. I'm JD Hansel, and today we're celebrating our seven. Oh, oh, thank you. We're celebrating our 75th episode of 11 PC, and also celebrating a recent anniversary for something that's pretty special to us big Muppet fans. That's right, August 18th marked the anniversary of Kermit's Swamp Years, the TV special that reminds us that no matter how bad a time may seem for the Muppets, it can never again be Kermit's Swamp Years bad. But there's something else that started around this time of year which should be very important to us. Yes, this week marks six years, oh sorry, slip of the tongue there, I meant to say 46 years since the premiere of H.R. Puffin Stuff. Oh, and also we're celebrating the recent birthday of the Muppet Mindset, which just turned six years old. Good for them. Speaking of the Muppet Mindset, in a recent episode of the Muppet Cast, Steve Swanson had me on as a commentator along with the current editor-in-chief of the Muppet Mindset. It was a lot of fun, but you may recall that Steve had a little bit of trouble figuring out how to say his name right. But in his interview on 11 Point Collar this week, I promised to pronounce it correctly. That's right, in just a few minutes you'll hear my interview with... Um, rats, what the, what's, what's the guy's name? Uh, it starts with a J, I know that much. Gosh. I remember it's, it's the new guy, not Ryan Dozier. Uh, but the rest will come to me in a second, huh? J, J, J. I, I can hear you, you know this, right? Oh gosh, you've been, on, you've been on the line this whole time? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, okay, well that was, that was a little mix-up, and you weren't supposed to be on yet, so... Just stay quiet for now, if you can. Moving on... Word. Shh! 11 Point Collar is brought to you by MuppetHub.com, where the Muppetational comes together. That's where you can read some great articles, watch some great videos, and hear each and every episode of this podcast. Please feel free to say hi to the good people at Muppet Hub, aka me, by sending an email to notme, N-O-T-M-E, at MuppetHub.com. Please like the Facebook page at MuppetHub.com slash Facebook and follow me on Twitter, Tumblr, and whatever the other social media platforms are that I can't remember at the username JD11PC. That's JD11PC. With the housekeeping out of the way, let's play a little song to remember how far this podcast has come in 75 episodes and how far the Muppet Mindset has come in six years, not to mention HR Puff and stuff. Now here's a song for strolling. It's a strolling song. Everybody ready to stroll? Here we go. I am strolling down memory lane without a single thing to remember. I am strolling down memory lane without even a dying ember. Some folks remember I'm strolling down memory lane without a ding dong thing on my mind. Here we go. Everybody stroll. Uh, 
strolling down memory lane without a ding dong thing on my mind. And once again, it's trivia time. The Muppets have made a lot of movies. Even if you exclude the Sesame Street and Creature Shop films, the Muppets Studio Muppets have released eight theatrical features to date. Which of these eight Muppet movies is the most recent? A. Muppets Most Wanted. B. It's, the... it's obviously Muppets Most Wanted. You would you'd have to be some sort of idiot to not know that. All right, seriously, man. First, first you interrupt my intro. And now you ruin the trivia question. Don't you understand how this is supposed to work? Now I have to play another song so it's not so awkward when I introduce you in a few seconds for the interview, and I don't even know what song I'm going to play. I'm just going to randomly pick something. It could be something really stupid or irrelevant, and if it is, I blame you. Last night as I was lying, just lounging in my bed. Such a loony howling, stood my hair up on my head. Lunged over to the window, flipped the floodlight right on. Hey, there's a letter L on the loose, leaping across my lawn. I heard the letter L let out a la la la. The little rebel L, he cried la 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 la. I heard the letter L let out a la la la. On Skype is the current manager of the Muppet Mindset and all-around interesting person, Jared Fe- <coughs> <coughs> ah, 
Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Jared, welcome to the show. Uh, hello. How are you? I'm I'm doing very well. So good. It's it's great to finally have you here. First and foremost, for our listeners who don't know, what is the Muppet Mindset? The Muppet Mindset is a fan website, obviously about the Muppets. Uh, we let pretty much anyone from around the world. We've had you know small children to old people uh, write articles for us. Basically, it's a it's a place for people to express their love for the Muppets in a uh, in a way that they know it'll be seen. That that sounds great. Wow, I wish I'd tried it before. Oh, I have tried it before. And uh, how easy is it to contribute? It's very easy. If you just send us an email at muppetmindset at gmail.com with any ideas you have, or if you want some suggestions, then I can do that. It's pretty much that easy. Wow, yeah, that's great. I remember talking with Ryan about that, about how there really wasn't a good place for people to display the articles that they wanted to write, the different essays and long-form things and lists and whatever they had in mind that was just more long-form writing than a comment on Facebook or in a uh, chat room or uh, forum or something like that. And so it's a really great idea that is still going strong. And I wanted to know, how did you become the big fan of the Muppets that you are today? How did you first become a Muppet fan? Well, I used to watch Sesame Street a lot as a kid. I'm the youngest of three, so I think when my mum used to be running around getting my brother and sister ready for school, she'd just plonk me in front of the TV. I'd sit and watch Sesame Street, and go. You know, she'd go about her day and get everything done. And then from then, I just had a love for Sesame Street. I remember having a love for Sesame Street when I was three, four years old. That's continued to this day. It's never wavered. And then I remember being sick one day. I think I had tonsillitis, and I got sat in front of the TV. My mum put on a movie, and it was the Muppet movie. And all of a sudden I went, hang on, who are these people? Why have I never seen these people on Sesame Street before? I've seen Kermit, but that's about it. And it was from there that, you know, I started watching uh, the other Muppet films. My mum took me to go see Muppet Treasure Island when I was quite young. And it all sort of went from there, and I sort of I enjoyed the silliness of these characters rather than the uh, sort of, I guess, not clever humour of other things. That's probably not the right term. But I enjoyed that these characters were just silly because I've always enjoyed silly. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can sort of share in that experience. It is interesting when you first discover this different brand of Muppets if you didn't grow up with them. And I was wondering, did you... Did you discover Fraggle Rock later, or when did you come across some other Muppet productions? The first time I remember seeing Fraggle Rock, I had broken my arm, and I was in the emergency room at the hospital, and it happened to be on TV. And I remember thinking, who are these characters? I was about seven or eight at the time. Uh, I then asked my mother about it. She told me, oh, this was Fraggle Rock. This was done by the same guy who did Sesame Street and the Muppets. And then... You know, I sort of, I knew of it, but not a lot about it. And it wasn't until I was probably 16 or so that uh, that it started airing on a cable channel here in Australia, and I would watch the occasional episode. And then I went and bought the full series. Uh, we had the full series here before America did. Uh, bought the full series and pretty much binge-watched it in about three days. Oh, goodness, that's scary binge-watching. That is scary binge-watching, but I was unemployed at the time and house-sitting. So, wait a second. You, with 
with every Muppet production that you discover for the first time, it's always when you're sick or injured or something? Yeah. So I don't know if that's got something to do with my uh, my love for them. They just made me feel better. But yeah, I've been sick and like broken arms and stitches. So uh, another I... time, sorry, I've broken my arm twice. The, uh, the other time I broke my arm, I remember going under anesthetic. Sesame Street was on the TV just beginning. When I woke up, Sesame Street was ending. So if I break your arm right now, a new Muppet movie might get made. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. All right. Maybe they'll finish that Fraggle Rock movie. Uh, yes, absolutely. You know, I was curious about what else you're into besides the Muppets, because Muppet stuff is the only thing, not, not Muppet stuff the website or Muppet stuff the store, but, I mean, Muppet stuff is a general concept, like the Muppet mindset and all that. That's That's all I know you for. So what else are you into, just out of curiosity? I'm a big comedy fan. I like stand-up. I go and see a lot of stand-up when it comes out to Australia. Uh, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, things like, you know, uh, the Nerdist podcast, the Dollops, things like that. You know, I'm a big fan of a drawing as well. I draw a lot. Uh, I studied animation. I studied film, hmm. so I'm a big film buff as well. Hey, you and I are on the same page there. We are, and it doesn't just uh, stay at comedy films. I'm a big fan of dramas, uh, action films, all that sort of stuff. Really cool. All right, I dig it. You know, I think that the first time that I encountered your work, unless it was something that you'd written on The Muppet Mindset earlier, uh, I think, were you involved in the hashtag Muppet Fan Problems account on Twitter? Yes, so I was around earlier than that. Uh, the very first thing I ever wrote, I want to say, was November of 2009, so the site was a few months old. Hmm. I wrote a post about uh, comparing the Count to Edward Cullen of Twilight. Hmm. It was it was interesting. I uh, I look back on I looked back on it uh, last week because I was writing for the sixth anniversary of the site, and it's terrible. It's just awful. I would write it completely differently nowadays. But I would write, uh, so I wrote that. I wrote a couple of other little posts. I think I did like a fan testimonial. I did a Muppet fan collection chronicle, whatever we're calling them. Uh, then I started doing the uh, recurring segment that was called, wasn't really called anything. I called it Why, but it had just a question mark with Kermit I was about to ask you about where that. Or I would ask questions about, uh, I would ask questions like, um, I can, I, you know, why does a Sorry? I can help you out here. I was going to ask you, why does Oscar wear a, a, a lid for a hat? In the pictures. Well, that was the very first one I ever did. Uh, and the answer came from uh, Joe Matthew. answer came from Joe and said that when they tried to have the can flipped up, the, uh, the lid flipped up, it looked too much like Oscar was a religious figure. So they decided to just put the lid on his head and went from there. How did you end up doing this question mark series? It was just like I had a bit of a uh, back and forth with Joe Matthew, who's the, uh, I hope I'm saying his last name right, who is an illustrator. And that was a question that I'd thought for years. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to ask for an answer. And Ryan said, oh, well, let me know what it is when you get it. So I thought, well, why don't I write it on the site? I already had the answer before the original post went up. Oh. So from then I'm like, well, you know what? Why don't I ask a couple of other questions? So I would reach out to people. Like, you know, I spoke with the original writer for the Fraggle Rock film. I spoke with uh, Bill Beretta. I think I spoke with, I want to say, Jim Lewis or Craig Sherman, one of them, about why Pepe says okay 
And then I did one that I never got an answer to, but I never expected to, which was, why is everyone cracking it over Katy Perry's dress? <laughs> oh, I think I remember that now. I'd forgotten about that. You know, it is always interesting looking back at your earlier work and seeing how, how you've improved over time. So I'm going to read all it's your like... oldest work right now. No, I'm kidding. Oh, right. I, I jest. I would never want any of my early work shown uh, in any way, shape, it's, or form. It's funny looking back at them now and then you looking at everything I've written since I took over the site in April because originally I would just write pretty much, you know, very quickly, one draft, bang it out. Nowadays I'm having to write things like about news and at the moment I'm writing a tribute for uh, the late, great Chase Beecher who recently passed away and I'm having to write really nice, serious things and I'm actually preferring this than my original post because I think it shows a lot more of maturity to my writing. How did you first encounter the Muppet Mindset to begin with? I think Tough Pigs posted to it pretty much, uh, posted about it, I should say, pretty much when it first began. And I started having a look at it. And then, uh, and then I wrote, yeah, like I said, I wrote on it pretty much within the first couple of months of it being around. And I just sort of remember it always being there because i mean it's almost daily and that's something we've tried to keep up now but yeah from what i can think of i think the uh, tough things posted about it had you written a lot before then like in high school or college or something like that no i uh i had like i've always been a big uh english student i was always an a plus english student i had the highest marks from you know very first day of high school to the very last day so I've always enjoyed writing, whether it be creative or even essay writings and stuff like that. I like to tell a story. I got the highest marks in the class on an essay that I wrote in 15 minutes <laughs> when everyone else had it. I wrote it in 15 minutes, completely uh, made the entire thing up, but yeah, managed to get the highest mark in the class. So I've always been a big fan of that sort of writing. Uh, so it's nice that I get to do it so often now. So then... I am curious still about how the uh, hashtag Muppet fan problems thing came about because I always appreciate ever since I started doing Muppet Youth on Facebook, which may also move to Twitter soon, uh, when someone can find a really good way of interacting with the fan community through social media. So how did you get that idea? Well, Muppet fan problems wasn't originally my idea. That was, I think, started by Ryan. Uh, he wrote a couple on the Muppet Mindset Twitter account and then thought, you know what, this is getting so much traction that it deserves its own Twitter account. So he made one up. <clears throat> Excuse me. He made one up. I think they had 300 followers within the first two hours. It only lasted about three days and then he just sort of stopped. And then after, I think it was around about, a month or so after that had finished, I said, you know what, can I have it? Because I have a few ideas. And Ryan said, yes, absolutely. And it went from there. I sort of, some things would be Muppet Fram problem related. Other things were just me talking about Muppet News or something like that. But, yeah, so I actually didn't have the idea, so I can't can't uh, take claim to that. Uh, I see. It's all Ryan Dozier's fault again. It's all Ryan Dozier's fault again, as everything is. That's the slogan on this podcast from now on. I love it. Okay, that's good. So, in 2010, you asked the question, what is going on with the Fraggle Rock movie? Now, yes. 
Have you been a fan of what they've been proposing for the new film, or are you afraid that it'll end up being like like the Smurfs movie? Or how, where do you stand in regards to the Fraggle Rock film? Look, provided that it's done with puppets, and provided that they get as many of the original cast as they can, I think we'll be fine. I also really, really hope that it's set in Fraggle Rock. If you're going to call a film the Fraggle Rock movie, it needs to be set in Fraggle Rock. So I know the original draft for it that uh, I think Tough Pigs did a write-up on, uh, they talked about it going outside into you know, outer space or the real world. As far as I'm concerned, if you're going to have a Fraggle Rock movie, the majority of it needs to be set in Fraggle Rock. So as long as those three things are around, I think it'll be a good film. But I'm also not holding my breath because, I mean, we've been hearing about it since, like, 2006, and nothing's happened. So it's something that I'll believe it when I see it. Right, right. I, I'm glad that we're in agreement on the, the part about how staying out of the human world and staying in the rock is probably a good plan. But from what I've read most recently, just a month or two ago, the plan is still to have the Fraggles go out of the rock. The Henson Company seems pretty adamant about doing a more Smurfs-like or... Uh, um, enchanted like kind of story now yeah look smurfs probably isn't the greatest film to be going off enchanted was all right but well it's also sort of know. in the vein of the recent spongebob movie i think although i don't know because i didn't see that one and alvin and the chipmunks it just i i yep. keep getting that kind of a vibe from it uh, as i've talked about a lot on this podcast before and, you know, just recently, no, today, earlier today, I was watching a review online of the Smurfs movie, and it was a really funny review that was talking about how in a lot of today's kids' movies, the title of the film will be involved in the plot, but that's not the main focus. The main focus is going to be on some normal human people who happen to have these creatures getting involved in their lives. So the Smurfs isn't so much about the Smurfs as it is about an advertiser who's coming to grips with having a child with his wife and trying to decide if he's ready for that or not, and there happen to be Smurfs in it. And one of the critics uh, said, that makes about as much sense as doing a movie about the Holocaust that happens to have Fraggles in it. And... <laughs> I laughed so hard at that joke. They even had the movie poster made up, um, Moki's Choice, with a picture of the Fraggles oh, on it. Awful. It was it was terrible, but that's terrible. But I love it. I know, right? And honestly, what it was kind of making me think of was the 2011 Muppet movie. How that was largely focused on Gary and Mary, but it was Muppety enough that it was still the Muppets film. Yes, Just, absolutely. It, it it's. Yeah, the Muppets are not a subplot. They're the plot, and so I'm okay with that. That's but Part of my issue, although I'm much better with it now, at um, Muppet Christmas Carol, hmm. the fact that like I can appreciate that film now because I can see how well it's made. I can see that it's true to the book and stuff like that. And yes, it has its Muppety moments, but I would have liked, I think, a little bit more of a silly Muppet film. I... But I can look... I can look at it now and sort of appreciate why they went the way they did. Now, I really do love silliness. I'm very passionate about silliness. But I also really like it when I get to see a movie that's a comedy, but it has a lot of darkness to it. I'm a fan of yep. Beetlejuice and Gremlins, especially Gremlins, Gremlins 2, honestly, if I may say so. 
Um, and so when I look at something like Christmas Carol or Muppet Treasure Island, that really takes it a bit darker and has its moments that are a bit more serious and chilling. I kind of enjoy that as long as they're going to keep it somewhat light. And as soon as that scene's done, they're throwing all kinds of silly nonsense and foolishness at you that's going to crack you up. Have you seen the new uh, photos for the Denise puppet that they're using? I have seen one. Um, I just posted a thing to it before. She's a little bit terrifying. I know, right? She. I don't quite understand the uh, why they went the way they did. I think she looked better when she was kind of spammer. Well, what but they were... I think it's, it's the nose that gets me. The nose is just a little bit too small and pointy for my liking. It's interesting that you're commenting on the nose because most people that I've interacted with who've had something to say about this, they've been commenting on the eyes. So the because... eyes bother me too much. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I see what you mean about the nose. Yeah, it's a weird nose. I think, yeah, it's an odd look, but I understand what they're going for. It's a little bit Michael Jackson. Yeah, it kind of is. Actually, uh, someone commented on the picture that I posted of it that they did a side-by-side -side comparison with, I think it was a Bratz doll. Oh, okay. S oh, yes! Some kind of ugly doll yeah. with these ridiculous eyes and virtually no nose. <laughs> it was hilarious. I can see that. I can see that. From the front, she looks pretty decent but from the side it looks odd because the eye focus is off it looks like she's staring at nothing and oh, okay. i haven't seen the side image yet okay frogfan76 left a comment saying she is terrifying excuse me while i hide hashtag muppet nightmare hashtag end times hashtag no offense hashtag frogfan2016 that sounds like something frogfan76 would do yes it, it... overreacted <laughs> yes. It seems like odd, not just eye placement, but it just seems, it looks it looks like a very, very puppety puppet, but not like a Muppet. And I'm exactly. not... Exactly. That's, that's a good way to say it, yeah. It looks like, and I've prob like, it's probably what they were going for, but she looks like an off-model Miss Piggy. She actually looks store-bought to me. Like, yes. they store-bought the puppet and then put a nicer wig on it and a nicer dress on it and some nice jewelry, and then the rest is about the same. Even the yeah. eyebrows look like a child could have cut them out of construction paper. Now, I may have to cut all of this out of the podcast if someone listening happens to work at Puppet Heap, hoping that's not the case. And I, I don't mean to say that anyone here is incapable of doing their jobs. It's just... I'm thrown off by it, and I can't figure out what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. Look, I can I can see why they went the way they did, but I don't know that I would have done that. I think I probably would have kept it a little more like Spamela. And really, what are they doing with Spamela nowadays? They could have just kept that puppet. Well, it's an odd thing, though, when you reuse a puppet just because... It, you, you can seem less creative. Like, one of the things that I said when we when we didn't know that that puppet was going to get changed and we thought the Spamela puppet was going to be Denise, uh, I kind of did this little tongue-in-cheek tweet about how it seems like we've been asking the people at Muppet Studio at Disney for more female Muppets, 
and we finally get a new female Muppet who's going to be prominent in the new Muppet show, and they just recycled an old one. And it's like, can we really not think of anything new to do with female Muppets? Aren't there so many? With all the possibilities of male Muppets, shouldn't there be just as many possibilities, infinite possibilities, with female Muppets? And we're actually going to just be getting the same one recycled, really? Yeah, but I think Spamler is such a... <clears throat> Spamler is such a... Um... A, an obscure character that I think they could have used that puppet with a completely different persona um, and it would have had just as much the same effect. Yeah, I can see that. With a different performer or a different voice or a different personality, it could maybe work. But I can also see why they went the way they did. Yeah. So, what do you really think of Ryan Dozier? Ryan, um, look... Look, we'll cut this out, but he's a, he's a terrible human being, and, uh, and I wish him nothing but the worst. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. He is uh, one of the nicest guys I've ever known, and I thank him for everything. So it's all his fault? It's all his fault. He's holding a gun to my head as I said that. Oh, wow. I didn't know he was in your area. Tell him I said hi. Okay. What? Yeah, uh, Janet says hi. Yeah, no, go away now. Go away. Off you go. Back into the, back into the room. What? All right, he's gone. Oh, good. What do you really think of Steve Swanson? Steve Swanson. Really think of Steve Swanson? Uh, he, no, Steve's lovely. Steve's a very nice guy, and I love what he does with the Muppet cast. I do, too. And I'm obligated to say that because he's holding a gun to my head. Oh, really? Yeah, well, you know, after we've been doing all of our uh, partnered podcasts for so long and getting together on so many projects, he, at a certain point, realized that he needed quality control over everything that I do to make his show look good with how often he's over here and how often he's recommending it. So, you know, standing over me, breathing down my neck, that's a good way to uh, keep control over the situation. Anyway, moving on so we don't get in trouble. Uh, how did you end up getting the reins of the Muppet mindset passed on to you? When Ryan was going away, on, he went for a lot of holidays to like Disney World and stuff like that over the last few years. He would ask me to sort of take over and not necessarily write posts but just sort of edit some, maybe put a couple of pictures in and just sort of schedule them. So when uh, last year it was, when he told me he had the new job, that he told me he was going to be leaving, he didn't know when. He got the job that he's in now back in like November last year. But they said, look, we don't have the place for you yet. You do have this job, but you don't have it yet. So Ryan told me this uh, in person, actually, the very first day I actually ever met him face-to-face, uh, he told me we were at Disneyland, we were waiting for Midway Mania. He told me he'd be leaving. I said, so what's going to be happening with the new site, uh, with the old site, I should say? And he, uh, he sort of skirted around the answer a little bit, and I thought, okay, he, he wants me to take it, pretty much. I, I could feel that from him. I think he knew that I knew. Um, but, I mean, how do you ask someone to give up a large chunk of their life for a job that doesn't pay? And so it wasn't until probably January or February that he said to me, look, when I get this job, can you please, you know, basically be the head of the team? We'll have a team under you, but I need a boss and I'd like that to be you. And I took that with, uh, with gusto and I've, uh, I went in head first and here we are. So what have you been doing with the Muppet Mindset since, since you, um, Stole it's not a good word. Inherited it. I don't know about that. What have you been doing with the Muppet Mindset lately? 
Inherited is a good word, I think. Okay. Uh, pretty much the same sort of thing that Ryan did. One thing I've changed is that we've gone, Ryan was quite sort of strict on, you know, daily posts. Pretty much every single day, something needs to be out. And I just don't have the time to do that. So I've gone down, we've completely cut out Sundays. Um, now I'm a little bit more relaxed on it. If I just, you know, if I've had a busy day and I haven't got something to write, you know what? I'll put a, uh, I'll put a tweet or something out. That'll be fine. For one day, it'll be all right. Um, but I've been trying to do the same sort of thing. I've been trying to get news out, which has been horrendous because there's so much to do lately. Uh, so much news coming out about the show, about, you know, Sesame Street with HBO, all those sort of things. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with Weekly Muppet Wednesdays. I made the mistake of accidentally repeating a character we already done a couple of uh, months earlier. Whoopsies. Which a lot of people picked up and got angry about, but that's fine. Really? Anger uh, is the way you respond to a mistake that I would have made years ago? I mean, um, after that many Muppets, is exactly that... Exactly right. <laughs> I ended up having to go through the encyclopedia. Oh, I see. The the new one that was done by... Was pretty much right there. Uh, by Craig. Craig Sherman. Mm -hmm. uh, the one wrote. So I went through that entire thing and pretty much wrote down any Muppet that I couldn't see had one. And I've got a list of about 25. And then I think after that, I'll be screwed. Oh, good to know. All right. Good to know. In but I mean, I think we'll have a bit of a... Uh, I think we'll have a bit of a relaxation on Weekly Muppet Wednesdays when the new show goes up, because I think we're going to be posting reviews on the Wednesday. Oh, I see. Okay. Is it difficult keeping up with all the Muppet news that, that'll happen in the middle of the day in the US, in my time zone, <laughs> while it's the middle of the night in Australia and you're trying to sleep? It's been a pain, the time difference, because if something happens at, say, I don't know, 10 a.m. LA time, that's like 2 a.m. my time. So I'm fast asleep. By the time I finally wake up and get a chance to you know, learn about it and post about it, it's been eight hours. And we live in a world, unfortunately, where everyone wants everything now and everything's so instantaneous that eight hours is old news by the end. Uh, yeah, that I have the hardest time keeping up with the Muppet News, and it's in my time zone. So... I'd imagine that would be tricky, but do you have other people who can help you out with that, who have control of the Facebook or Twitter feed who will... will... Generally, uh, he's been a little bit busy the last couple of months, but I think he'll be back in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Mitchell Stein. Oh, yeah. Who is over, he's in Canada, and you know, he's pretty much the same time zone. You're all pretty much the one country. Uh, he, uh, he is generally pretty good about if there's anything really big that can't wait he'll put a post about it or he'll at least write on Facebook or Twitter about it. I'm sure it, it must be a pretty different experience in some ways being a Muppet fan in Australia as opposed to in the UK, Canada, or the US where all the Muppet stuff is a bit more accessible. Actually, what version of Fraggle Rock do you have? Which dock is your dock? We have the original dock. Really? We have Jerry Pot. Yes. Oh, well that makes things a little bit easier. In, That's right. In some ways. All right. Well, as, as long as the Americans, Canadians, and Australians are all getting the same dock, then when I take over the Fraggle Rock movie, haha, hee hee, as if, uh, but if I were, then I would stick with the Jerry Parks dock as canon. Good to know. Um, sorry, you folks in the UK, you don't matter. But 
How often is there something you'd like to watch on YouTube or buy on DVD or see on TV or something like that that you can't because it's not available in your country? Uh, Australian TV, generally, cable is sometimes okay. Things, Big things like Breaking Bad we got pretty much straight away. Game of Thrones we get at the exact same time. They're all pretty right, but our free-to-air TV is terrible with keeping up with TV shows. Absolutely, like, the worst. And they'll put a new episode on, and then for the next three months, they'll put reruns on, and then they'll just play a new episode just randomly, or they'll play it at, like, 11.30 at night. So that's a real pain. But luckily, you know, not that I'm advocating it, but, you know, there are means of finding these TV shows online. I'm not going to say that I do it necessarily. Um, <clears throat> I do. <clears throat> But things like YouTube as well, uh, there's ways around that on the internet nowadays. So it's not as much of an issue as it was probably five years ago. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So I'm starting to move this towards a close now. And I was, I wanted to ask a bit about the recent anniversary. Your website recently had its six-year anniversary. That's a big deal. What was that like? And how did you, how did you celebrate that? Well, six years uh, is big for any website, especially when you consider uh, almost daily posts. That's uh, I don't even want to do the maths on that, but it's huge. So what we did is uh, Ryan Dozier came back for one day only on the actual anniversary, which was the 26th of August. Uh, he wrote a very nice thing reflecting on the site both before and since his departure. Uh, on the, the next day, I wrote something pretty much thanking everybody for their help over the last few months because I, when I first took this over, I didn't realize how much I would be relying on other people. And every single person has been insanely uh, great to me, so that's been good. Kieran Moore, who writes our top 10 lists pretty much every week, he wrote a themed one for the Friday that was the top 10 songs about the number six. You know what uh, I loved about that? What? Instead of going... One two three four five six seven eight nine ten or ten nine eight seven six five four three two one. It's six 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 all the way down. That yeah, and it was great, but it got really confusing when I was trying to put the uh, the images and the links in. So I'm like, oh, I've done number six. Oh wait a minute, what? Oh, oh okay, okay. Now I see what he's done. So I had to <laughs> test that about three or four times before I was happy with it. <laughs> uh, and then on the Saturday. Originally, I don't know what happened here, but originally uh, we have John Papovich, uh, Kyle Mahoney, and Mitchell Stein, who had written something for the side as well for the anniversary. And I don't know what happened, but it all just disappeared. I wrote it. I scheduled it. It was all ready to go. And then it didn't turn up the next day. And so I looked. I looked everywhere. I looked on three different WordPress accounts that I have access to. And I have no idea where it went, but... That didn't get posted, so that's just gone on today, uh, and that'll be the end of the anniversary for the for the moment. I think we're pretty much done with that now. You know, it's always been a week, so it's time to move on and see what we can do for the uh, for the next year. All right, what what is in the future for the Muppet Mindset? Uh, well, with the new show, there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of news, I assume, coming out about that for the next three weeks. We're going to be posting, I don't know if you've seen today, we did some silly uh, a countdown image with uh, sort of a mashup between the Muppets and Breaking Bad. We have, I think, six or seven of them lined up over the next three weeks, so they're going to be pretty fun. And uh, and I'll be interested to see how the site goes when the new 
uh, when the new show starts. I'm expecting a spike in numbers for at least the first few weeks. But it'll be it'll be an interesting interesting year with this new show. All right, sounds great. How can our listeners find and follow you on the web to keep up with everything you're doing over there? So you can go to MuppetMindset.com. Uh, you can look for us on Facebook, which I believe is just The Muppet Mindset. And Twitter is at Muppet Mindset. Okay, lastly, yep. who is your favorite Muppet? Oh, have you got another five hours? Um, oh, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily need to sleep tonight. Uh, is it, uh, are we looking at the Muppets or are we looking at Sesame Street or all of the above? All of the above. Oh. Including, including Studio DC, Mother Goose, uh, the commercials, any production you can think of, Ghosts of Fafron Hall. No one is ever including Studio DC. Um, I'm sorry, I take it back. I never said anything about Studio DC. We can pretend that did not exist. You're a secret fan and you don't want anyone to know. Honestly, I liked the idea when it first happened because I was younger and stupider. So I liked the idea of the Muppets being able to reach a younger audience in this way. But then when I actually saw the specials, I was not very impressed. And as the years went by, I just kind of grew to hate it more and more and more and more. The one thing I like about it is how well Bop to the Top was done with Kermit National Kids Bat. That's the only thing that I... Uh... That I appreciated out of that entire two specials was just, and not even the number itself, just how well the puppetry was done. I forgot about that. I haven't looked at any of the footage from that show in some time, so I don't know what that's Probably like anymore. The best. Yeah, I should think so. Uh, but look, for my favorite Muppet, I think I'm going to pick Ernie from Sesame Street. I'm sorry, I think just... you're wrong about that. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think just because he's. He's got that same sense of humor I have, which is, you know, let's just bug my friend. Because I love my friend so much, I'm just going to bug them and annoy them because I just, I just love them so much. I just want to annoy them so that they talk to me. That's good to know about you. Okay. Yes. All oh, right. Well, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've had to say this to many people and you friends as well who didn't know this. The meaner I am to you, the more I like you. Okay, so then I, I will not thank you for being so nice to me, but I will thank you so much uh, for getting up early and coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Hi, Bert. Oh, hi, Ernie. Hey, I've been sitting here trying to think of what we could do with this here letter L. Oh, well, let's see. You know, one thing you could sing sort of a la-la-la song with the letter L. Uh, what do you mean? Well, there are all kinds of pretty words that begin with L. You know, you could sing a few la-la-las and some pretty little words and you'd have a nice little song, you know, La-la-la, like that? Sure, go ahead. Uh, Try it. Okay, let's see, yeah. La-la-la-la, lemon. La-la-la-la, light bulb. Uh-huh. La-la-la-la, lamppost. This is fun. La-la-la-la, lump in my oatmeal. Well, that's not quite what I was thinking about, Bert. No? I mean, there are a lot of pretty L words, and I was sort of thinking of the ones that are more melting and lovely. You know, like, la, 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 laughter. Oh, yeah, I see. La, 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 lullaby. Ah, uh, like that, huh? La, 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 lollipop. Ah. Uh. La, 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 la
la la lights in the sky. Oh, oh, Ernie, I got a great alloy. This is a beauty. Oh, listen to this. La 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 linoleum. Uh, no, Bert. Uh, listen to me. Cause L is such a lovely letter. For words like licorice and lace, the letter L lights up your face. So why not la 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 with me? <laughs> wow, two two letter L songs in one episode that had nothing to do with the letter L. I mean, how did that? How does that even happen? L has nothing to do with anything. Wait a second. L is the letter that I was forgetting in Jared's last name. That explains it, right, because everything on this show has some sort of meaning and purpose and doesn't just get randomly thrown together, of course. So I want to thank Jared. Uh, I, I, You know what? At this point, his name doesn't matter. Not important. I'm still here, JD. Oh, dudes are sticks. Okay, I got to run. Um, waka, waka, wubba, wubba, weeba, weeba, goodbye. <laughs> Fair cluff, fair fair clow, fair cloud, fair clow, cl fair claw. Okay, all right, time to get into the Kermit the Frog voice again. Ahem. Hi ho there, this is Kermit the Frog here. I am coming to you live from the FAO Schwarz that is being closed down, and I wanted to inform all of you that they are killing all of the Muppet Whatnots. Uh, yes, this is a travesty, and we are all very disappointed here at the at the workshop, all of us Muppets who have rallied today, uh, to, to stand up for Muppet Kind, because we should not be oppressed in this manner. Okay, let's try this again in a more Steve Whitmire kind of thing. I hate the 405. Actually, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not at Steve yet. I need more water. Okay, can I get any closer to Steve now? I might be a little closer. No, that's not, that's, this is not. Mm. Ah!